I'm here with Ivo Bender. He works for EWTN, and you spend a lot of time and energy helping new studios to be built, right? In well, Poland and yes, thank you, Father. Yeah. I'm very glad to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, I yes, I, I work with a, a number of great people all over uh, all over Europe, mostly East Central Europe, but also uh, Northern Europe, some of the countries in in, in, in Western Europe as well. So there's a studio in the Ukraine. Well, there is a whole TV channel in Ukraine, mm-hmm. which is still, uh, uh, as we are recording this, this is it's it's still uh, working, remotely. Uh, people are, you know, uh, have evacuated and are scattered around the country, and mm-hmm. uh, but they are working. Right. And so let's talk about that. Today is uh, March sixteenth. So. Um, just wanted to say that we I asked you maybe you could tell us a little about what's going on in Poland we have the Russia's invaded the Ukraine and, and just a huge humanitarian crisis all these refugees out of the Ukraine into Poland roughly how many people is it there? well almost almost 2 million have oh. crossed the border in the past you know 2 weeks and uh, two and a half weeks so uh, Poland is a country of 38 million Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, some of them are moving on to other countries, but uh, yeah. uh, but a lot of them, uh, you know, they have nowhere else, nowhere else to go. So, in fact, over the last two weeks, Warsaw Warsaw's population grew by twenty percent, right. and you know, it's 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 a uh, it's a gigantic effort to 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 help people who, especially because it, I mean, most of them are women and children, because the men. Uh, stayed behind to fight, right. so so it's uh, it's it's enormous, and it's an em- enormous mobilization of, of you know of people, of organizations, of you know uh, associations, of parishes, of local and central governments. You know we have uh, just to just to give you a, a picture. You know there is. Uh, the the for instance the Polish uh, firemen, which is a sort of uh, uh, the, the, the the sort of federal firemen, they they have uh, now all their buses are literally shuttling back and forth between the border and different cities, taking people right. to, uh, to 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 shelters and you know sometimes to their families, sometimes to you know parishes, monasteries, uh, local government offices, wherever you can uh, find uh, you mm-hmm. know temporary housing. So yeah. And how far roughly is Warsaw from the border with the Ukraine? Uh, well, it's a very long border, but it's uh, roughly, uh, roughly 150 miles. Okay. And I had read reports, yeah, like monasteries were taking people in, and but families, right? Just families oh, yeah. are taking. In. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, this is uh, they 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 about a week ago they did a uh, survey. And at that time, I think 62% of Poles did something to help the Ukrainians. Mm. Probably that number grew. And so, yeah, it, it can be families that have, you know, a spare room or, you know, have a bigger house. Uh, in case, for instance, of EWTN Poland, EWTN Poland is based uh, in a uh, monastery uh, of, of, of sisters, shepherdesses of, of, of um, Divine Mercy. And... Uh, they, that's uh, near Krakow. No, that's near Wrocław, actually, in the west. Oh, okay. And uh, they, uh, uh, so the uh, uh, 
and the, the sisters there take care of, of elderly ladies, so they have a home for elderly uh, ladies. And uh, but they just took on, I think, seven mothers with children, and mm. uh, you know, uh, so I think there are about you know twenty or so new uh, new people yeah. staying with them, and uh, who knows, you know, for how long, you know. Right. Yeah, that's what I, I talked to. Of. Polish man from Chicago, he immigrated to Chicago years ago, but he's got brothers there. And he said, that was his comment to me. A lot of families take them, but how long can that last? And I, I was wondering, like in, in Warsaw, most people live like in apartment clock, yeah. so yeah. it's not much space. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Actually, you know, there is a certain paradoxical blessing because uh, over the last 10 years or so, about 1.4 million Ukrainians already moved to Poland, mostly mm. for economic reasons, mm. because of the you know, difference in, in, in wages and life in Ukraine was very tough. Uh, and so a lot of the uh, uh, refugees mm. already have someone in Poland, you know, a cousin, a friend, you know, oh. uh, so, so, so they have a, usually, you know, some place to stay. Of course, yeah. you know, they're, they're Economic migrants, obviously, they, they don't have mansions, right. but uh, right. but there is at least you know that that sort of first first place where you can you can you can see a familiar face, you know, yeah. because also you know all these children, because probably you know half of the refugees are children, and so actually now schools are opening you know special uh, 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 special classes for Ukrainian children to quickly learn Polish so they can go to Polish schools. Mm. Uh, and, and the language is totally the, different? No, it's it, actually, it's fairly similar. Mm. Uh, it, I, would, I don't know, maybe like, uh, I don't know, Spanish and French or Spanish mm. and Italian. Mm. So yeah. there is some level of, of, right. of communication that you can have even without knowing the other language, yeah. but, but these are different languages. Yeah. So. Have you, you live in Warsaw, have you met or befriended someone, some of the Ukrainians? Or? I, I, can, I can tell you that, you know, for instance, uh, uh, about a week ago, I, I, I got a, uh, out of the blue, a phone call from a Ukrainian lady that I, uh, I knew, and uh, she literally wanted someone to, uh, to cry to. Mm. I said, what is going on? Why is this happening? Are you here? I said, well, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in the outskirts of Warsaw in a small town. I'm fine. I'm here yeah. with, my, with my daughter, but my sister stayed. She didn't want to come. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. it's... Uh, and also, I mean, let's not forget that we have EWTN people in, in there. And so I'm, I'm, I'm actually in da almost daily touch with the... Uh, with uh, Father Alexander, who's the uh, the head of of EWTN uh, Ukraine. So now, some of the people got out from the studio, and others. Uh, one lady uh, uh, who has children. She she's in Poland now, mm -hmm. okay. and uh, and everyone else decided to stay. I mean, wow. I mean, basically, you know, we uh, we we were we sort of knew that things could go wrong, and. Uh, so uh, last year, we actually started telling them, look, you know, if the situation is mm -hmm. out of hand, mm -hmm. you can come to Poland, you can use EWTN Poland Studios, we'll find a place for you to stay. Mm -hmm. So far, they're saying they're staying. Oh, wow. 
And it's OMI priests? Yeah, yeah it's OMI and also uh, lay people. Okay. And lay people work for EWTN or is it kind of a, their own entity? No, no, they work there for, for, for well, they work for EWTN Ukraine. So, Ukraine, so they're not, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, I don't want to get into the uh, structures and things, yeah. But, but yeah. But, yeah. Okay. They operate the, the channel. They've been doing that for 10 years now. Wow. wow. And they televise their own mass? Yeah. 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 And is, I don't know if you know these numbers, but like the Ukrainian right, Orthodox and the mm -hmm. Catholic, what do you know roughly? Well, it's kind of complicated because uh, let's, okay. Ukraine, uh, a large chunk of Ukraine, the biggest part of Ukraine, of what we know, you know of Ukraine in today's borders was uh, part of the Soviet Union and Soviet Union from the beginning, from, from you know, 1919, 1920. And, uh, and that meant extermination of the church, of any church, of any religion, but especially of, of the Catholic religion, but but I mean they they were ruthless. The Bolsheviks were the Soviets were absolutely ruthless. Uh, so uh, and also there was a genocide known as the Holodomor or the Great Famine, in which millions upon millions of Ukrainians were starved to death by Stalin. Literally, I mean grain was taken away from people living in the countryside so they could they would starve. Right. So is this so, like the breadbasket, right? Of, it uh, is the yeah, the most yeah. fer fertile area of Europe, yeah. and uh, and yes, so they have an artificial famine in, in the early 1930s. Uh, so so genera generation after generation, there was uh, this forced, you know, atheism. So uh, a lot of the faithful were you know hiding and uh, could not really. You know, participate in any uh, any religious activities. So, but okay. So, so, plus historically, it's a very complex place. Mm -hmm. So there is the Russian Orthodox Church in Ukraine. There is the Ortho Eastern Ortho Orthodox Church, which was recently recognized by the Patriarch um, of all the Orthodox churches as a autocephalous of the as the. Uh, independent Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Uh, and then you have the Catholic Church, which is also... So I would say roughly, probably... I, I don't want to, you know, if, if, if we have any Ukrainian uh, listeners, forgive me if I butcher the numbers, but mm -hmm. I think it's about 30%, maybe more, of the Russian Orthodox then probably about 20% of the, um, of the uh, uh, Ukrainian Orthodox. And then you have Ukrainian Catholic, which is an Eastern Rite, which is 7% probably. Mm -hmm. And you have Roman Catholic, which is, again, 3% of the population. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but let us not forget that, that the church was extremely cruelly persecuted I mean, they uh, all the churches, all the churches, uh, right. all the churches, mm -hmm. all the churches, uh, and uh, uh, in different ways, you know. Uh, so the the, the so-called Uniate or the uh, the Ukrainian Catholic Church was actually forbidden. It was, mm -hmm. it was forbidden in uh, in the Roman Catholic Church during the communist era. There was literally one priest in Kiev 
the city of a couple of million people. Wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's 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 a very complicated religiously thing because because also you know a lot of Ukrainians who are Russian Orthodox are now you know basically saying what's <laughs> What's going on? And mm. and if we have reports that a lot of Ukrainian churches basically refuse that Ukrainian Russian Orthodox parishes refuse to recognize uh, the fact that they are the part a part of the Russian Orthodox Church. So mm. uh, it's 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 extremely complicated. And um, but but on the other hand, of course, you know after the uh, and then after the collapse of the. Uh, of the Soviet Union and the independence of Ukraine, you have a tremendous rebirth of of of, of Christianity, hmm. and also you have lots of of, of uh, Protestant missionaries coming in, uh, especially from the states, hmm. uh, who who uh, basically you know because people are you know are you know, obviously searching for meaning. And uh, and waking, they have woken up in a, in a new reality. Thirty years ago, when the Soviet Union, Union collapsed after the after religion was 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 persecuted, so 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 there was a great rebirth rebirth of 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 of, of Christianity in different shades. But right. uh, uh, and is there a large Jewish population? Uh, well, there used to be. So, uh, like in most countries of Central Europe. Uh, the, the, in fact, the, the term the term shtetl really sort of uh, refers to uh, to uh, to a to this a town a Jewish town somewhere in uh, in 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 Ukraine, and uh, you know the the Hasidic movement comes from the territory of today's Ukraine mostly, etc. Mm. etc. Et but of course, uh, the vast majority of them were. Murdered mm -hmm. uh, uh, during the Second World War, mm -hmm. uh, so there, there there is of course some you know the remnant the remnant right. is there, right? And economically, <clears throat> uh, Poland's doing better than pre-war Ukraine. Than well, <clears throat> yes, yes, for a number mm -hmm. of reasons. You know, um, Ukraine was a part of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. For well, from nineteen say twenty till the fall, so nineteen ninety one, Poland was a satellite country, a country controlled by Russia, but uh, nominally independent. Uh, so it was easier for Poland to uh, reclaim its place in Europe uh, and to be integrated with uh, with the rest of of the world. Also, because there was much less direct involvement of the Soviet uh, power or post-Soviet power there, mm. and also the fact that uh, a lot of Ukrainians actually spoke Russian as their first language made it. Made, I mean, Khrushchev was from Ukraine, for instance, mm. right? Stalin from Georgia, Khrushchev from Ukraine, mm. um, uh, and it, it made it easier for Russia to still try to keep as much influence as they could there and you know to foster corruption to to block reforms to to petrify old soviet uh, structures social structures economic structures to try to tie them or bring them back into their orbit 
Mm. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, well, Poland was was fortunate uh, to 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 basically uh, you know to to be able to to join NATO, for instance, yeah. uh, over twenty years ago, and uh, and to completely open uh, open to be open for you know uh, trade, for investment, to 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 open the borders, to yeah. travel around the world. Without visas, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and Ukraine, because of historical reasons, was deprived of that. So, so yeah, it's 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 mm. uh, sort of you know it, it it followed to some extent the uh, the the Russian model of of you know of great theft called privatization, in which uh, people who are connected, who had usually connections to the uh, Communist Party, you know, basically took uh, a lot of the. Uh, uh, of you know factories of the big chunks of the economy and uh, and that is not very productive but they have made they have been making great strides towards sort of normalcy of uh, of you know the, their their elections were becoming more and more democratic there was less and less russian influence they had two major uprisings uh back in the uh, the, the the last one eight years ago, in, in which they they chased out a uh, pro-Russian president. They they were yearning for 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 you know, normalcy, as we sort of learned to, to understand it in in, in, in the sort of the West. So so definitely they uh, they they were making you know great great improvements of the past uh, over over the past ten years or so. So mm. and going and and that was a big no no for their former you know. Soviet or post, I mean, sorry, I said Soviet because I think that uh, Russia today is really turning to, I think you could call it ne a neo-Soviet Russia. Mm. So. And so the countries, Poland and Ukraine, are similar as population. In population, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, in size, no. Ukraine is actually, uh, if you, uh, if you uh, don't count Russia, which sort of spans uh, you know, Eastern Europe and some of the bits of Asia. Uh, it, it is the largest territorially country in uh, in, in in Europe. Oh wow! Uh, the largest. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bigger than France. Bigger than Germany. Big, yeah. Bigger than the UK. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's 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 very. Uh, it's one of the reasons why it's uh, the you know the the what what the Russians call the sorry the special military operation. Because if you say war, you can go to jail in Russia for fifteen years. So it's a special military operation. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one of the reasons why it's so difficult for them to 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 uh, uh, to uh, easily subjugate it because it's vast. Yeah. So, but in terms of population, yes, it's it's you know between you know with population movements and everything between 35, 40 million people. So about you know ten one tenth mm -hmm. of the of the U.S. And what do you, with the Polish people taking in all these refugees? Um, what like, what about the Polish people and culture shines brightly in all this? Well, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, for you know, the vast majority of people in Poland, this is just a uh, you know obvious thing. You know, mm -hmm. Our neighbors, and you know, we've had a very long history with Ukraine. You, you know, when you are neighbors with someone for a thousand years, there is a lot of stuff that happened. Right. Right? A lot of stuff uh -huh. that happened before. Yeah. 
that that it was just a well first it was a uh, opening you know just just a heartfelt thing mm. you know these people are obviously wronged by an empire that you know until recently was occupying Poland you know so <laughs> of course we have to help right you know it's right. it's it's you know uh, and so, uh, you know, what, what are the roots of that, etc., etc.? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know what the reality is. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a thing that just was just obvious you know, to, right. to, mm-hmm. to most people. Yeah. And uh, of course, I'm sure there are people who are not happy with that, but the yeah. vast majority are saying, you know, we, we got to do what we got to do to help our neighbors, right? Yeah. And and also, a lot of people are basically saying, look, you know. Sorry, they are fighting for us too, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, Putin basically stated a long time ago that you know, the the, the collapse of the Soviet Union was the greatest geopolit- geopolitical tragedy of the 20th century, and and the 20th century is pretty much chock full of tragedies, <laughs> if you ask me. You know, right, in terms of right. millions of people who were killed. So so that then he became much more aggressive in 2008 and. Uh, started uh, uh, a war with Georgia. He was carving out those little chunks of territory here and there, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know Crimea uh, eight years ago, uh, and the world said pretty much nothing mm-hmm. when when he took it. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, so so uh, so this is not just about Ukraine. This is about about. The world living in peace, in well, of course, relative peace, because right. you know we did not have a single year since the Second World War that would see peace all over the world. But yeah. Uh, yeah. but but such large scale war in Europe, uh, the last time it happened was World War Two. You know, mm-hmm. of course, if we uh, well, there was the fifty six invasion of uh, of uh, Hungary and sixty eight invasion of uh, Czechoslovakia. By whom? By uh, the Soviet Union, right. but 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 you know, despite the fact that, of course, especially the the, the fifty six uprising in Hungary was 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 very bloody. Uh, it's nothing in comparison. I'm sorry to. I mean, it's it. The, what's happening right now in in Ukraine is much much larger scale, much yeah. larger scale, and, yeah. and, and much more terrifying. So so literally, Ukrainians are fighting for peace in Europe and peace in the world because, who knows what this this. Gentleman, the Kremlin is 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 capable of doing. You know? Right. As you point out, he's he was head of the KGB for many years. Well, he was he, no, he was actually a, a colonel of the uh-huh. KGB. Yeah. Uh, in East Germany. Okay. Uh, oh, he was never actually head of it. Or? He was no. He was okay. he was promoted by Yeltsin to be the prime minister of Russia. Prior to that, he was. Uh, uh, I, I believe the deputy mayor of uh, former Leningrad, Peter of of Saint of, Petersburg, uh, of Saint Petersburg mm-hmm. and and um, or not even deputy mayor. I think he was the uh, advisor to the mayor, mm. and he was picked by Yeltsin. Uh, mm. Of course, we don't really know how you know the transfer of power works in Russia. 
Right. I mean, it's not like people actually you know go and so, you know vote and you have different you know you have you have, you have parties, but yeah. they're a facade, right. and it's all controlled uh, by the uh, security apparatus that the, the former KGB, which has changed its name to FSB, mm. and uh, so so he was from that cadre mm. of you know old comrades who were trained in the you know from the time of the Cheka. Uh, right after the revolution, they were they they, they had different mm. names, but the spirit was the same. Yeah. And you grew up uh, to your like was it nine or ten under Soviet rule in Poland, or how old were you? Well, uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, I was uh, I I I went to you know I went through. Uh, you know, through my house, high school, really, uh, and, oh, okay. uh, and first year of college. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, I was shall we say, very uh, aware right. of what was going <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. I remember I made, the, we were in Poland for World Youth Day at Krakow. Oh, and, yeah. And we, uh, one night, it was a group of us, we had some vodka, and I, I made a very big mistake of saying the Soviets invented vodka. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and I got a big lecture. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. It's, it's, uh, it's not the most important bone of contention between Poland and Russia. Okay? But uh, uh, let's put it, yeah, so uh, the jury is still out. Okay? Let's, let's be tolerant and open here. Okay? So, uh, and all of France. I might not be completely impartial if, if, if we are to touch this subject. But yes, it was invented in Poland. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, uh, yes, it was invented in Poland. And uh, I'm sorry, but please don't buy Russian vodka right now. Right. Okay. Right. right. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm serious. Right, right. I'm, I'm serious. It's not right. just about symbols. It's about. Yeah. It's about the fact that what they're doing in Ukraine, you know, yeah. it is the part of the boycott that they, not the Russian people, but the Russian government deserves. And, and, and we have to do whatever we can to help the people who are being literally murdered every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, so uh, I'm actually not joking. So. Right. And you're, are you hopeful that like maybe the, like the economic hit on the, oligarchs that will pressure Putin do you think that's significant pressure on him or well you know he, 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 he actually today he had this you know speech you know, in, in, in which he was referring to some of those you know oligarchs who dared criticize him as uh, as I believe uh, a scum and as traitors and as I think he said mites that uh, uh, enter your mouth by accident and you just spit them out. Mm -hmm. uh, the power structure there, you know, we don't really know much about how it works. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, the sanctions are, you know, working to some degree. We don't know exactly to what degree. I know that they're still getting hundreds of millions of dollars daily for their gas and oil that they're selling because, you know, Russia, a country of such tremendous potential, has an economy that uh, relies on the exports of uh, raw materials, you know, not manufactured goods, not services. They had plenty of time after the fall of the Soviet Union to 
rebuild their economy and to diversify. But now, I mean, mm -hmm. they rely on, on that. Why? Well, you know, I guess because the government decided to do that for why? Well, we can guess because it's easier to uh, to exploit the profits and not and buy yachts rather than uh, reinvest that. Right. So, uh, so, so, so I, I think they, they they are hurting. You know, we have some voices, independent voices from Russia that are still uh, saying that that you know the they are being to some extent successful, but uh, I don't think that people on the ground in Ukraine notice that because they are still being shelled. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking with us about these things. I know it's not easy, and we're certainly keeping all this in our daily rosary here. The thank you, Father. And, and especially pray for our uh, EWTN friends in, mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in Ukraine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.